What it do, guys and gals? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome. I said that a little weird. <laughs> Let me start over. Welcome, everybody. Hey, we my, got caught in my throat there for a second. Uh, <laughs> welcome to this episode. Got a little bit of a special kind of thing. No guest. No guests on this one. It's just us. Just the two of us back again. But um, we're going to talk about a subject. This is actually something that we both experienced. That are going through right now. Yeah. Experienced have, and have, are still going through. Have been going through. And uh, the topic today is for all you single ladies and guys. All the single ladies. There you go. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. <laughs> Put your hands up. So oh. if you, uh, you probably saw the, the title of this already, but we're going to be talking about singleness. Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, so we're single. Now what? What do I do now that I'm single? Maybe this is you. You just, just recently got out of a relationship, um, recently had a breakup, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've been single for a while and you're coming back and saying, okay, I'm, like, I'm single. Now what do I do? Or you may have never even been in a relationship. Right. This, that's very true, too. you've just been single. Yep. So... Um, we're just, this is going to be more of kind of, I'm guessing more of just an open conversation between us and you guys. And, um, we got a few notes in here, but nothing, nothing, nothing not a whole lot. Just, uh, really all experience. Yep. A lot of personal stories I'm sure will come up <laughs> in this. We'll play it by ear. And if our exes are listening, we're sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to talk about these kind of things. I, I, yeah, everybody has a period of singleness. Everybody yep. goes through a, a season of singleness. I don't care who you are, what you've been through. Like, I mean, even if you meet your high school sweetheart and mm-hmm. marry them and, you know, right out of high school or college and date, whatever, like I've, those stories happen, right? We've, we've probably all heard of those kinds of things where it's like, Hey, married my high school sweetheart. That's, yeah. that's great. But it's like, you weren't like together when you were in middle school or whatever. And you know, <laughs> I, I have my own opinion about this, but I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know, you know, like I get it. If you have, if you've had a high school, high school sweetheart and you fell in love and you got married, I think that's great. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but I think there's also a big part of your life that you're missing out on, you know, mm. just in my opinion, I know this may not agree with every, everybody, but, um, you know, singleness is really a crucial time in your life. Yeah. It's really important. I think to, to be single and to stay single. And what he's saying by missing out, he's not meaning like dating other people. Right. No, he means just all. like being what it, what it means to like, be alone when you're in your like twenties yeah. or like, and how much teens. you can grow during that yeah. time. Yeah. Especially yeah. within that like age of your life when you're like 18 to about like 25, 26. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. we all tend to like want to just have a relationship for what it's called cuffing season, Yeah, you know? And then summertime <laughs> comes along and we're just right. like, eh, I'm good by myself. Whatever. I'm okay. Yeah. Like just like, you know, seems to always have dating the multiple holidays. people or just, yeah, yeah exactly. You kind of just date around in the summertime, and then as soon as like October, November comes around, you're like, "Oh, I want a boyfriend uh, yeah. or a girlfriend," yeah. you know? And it's want, like, want someone to cuddle up to the fire next exactly, to you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then as soon as spring comes and it's like March, April, you're like, "All right, it's over." Yeah. And again, yeah, I'm not saying that you missed out on having multiple partners and exactly. whatever. Like, I believe now in my life, I believe in abstinence and like staying sexually pure and that kind of stuff, and not mm-hmm. having sex before you're married, but. Um, which I mean, contrary to what I used to believe, I, I did have premarital sex before. Like that's yeah. been part of my life, but now I've, I've 
kind of transformed and, and said that, you know, I'm not going to yeah. not gonna do that. So just because I know, you know, whole nother subject, and it's, but yeah. And, it, and I was just going to say, it's so hard to do. In very today's, much so. I mean, even back then when our parents were younger, it was still hard. But yeah. like, yeah. today you have IG, man. Like, right. It's everywhere. Like <laughs> sex is readily available at your fingertips whenever you mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. it or do it or whatever. Like there's whole dating apps that are Tinder. primarily for that. Yeah, yeah. Tinder and whatever. Like even Snapchat's basically that. Like Exactly. So no, I I I'm not saying that you missed out on anything. I'm just saying that there's there's so much important growth that happens when you're single. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. especially as a Christian, right? This is a very, very important time. Um and we're gonna kinda talk about this with what Paul says about being single and whatever, but you know, it's just a time for you to, to grow close with God, to to really develop your own self and to become the better person of who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And because this is the most time you will have by yourself. Yep. Once you get married, game over. Like, <laughs> yep. not like in a bad way, yeah. but you won't have as much time as you do now as a single person. Like, And, and be honest, like, I'll be honest, like, being for someone that's like a high school sweetheart and they have like their you know, dated somebody from high school and stuff and they married them like props to you because yeah, sure. being committed is, is very hard. Mm-hmm. But like Noah said, you're missing a year or two of like singleness where you're just like, mm-hmm. what now? Yeah. And I think that's an important question to ask being single. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do I do now? Especially um, before we even dive into the scripture or anything, like, I last March I came out of a five year relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a long time to be. That is. That's longer than some people are married, you know. <laughs> like. Yep. But that's that's a hard thing to come out of and to say, uh, you know, what do I do now? Because all the habits that you formed then, all the the kind of desires and whatever, like mm-hmm. just patterns mm-hmm. and rituals that you develop with someone else, now like you have to kind of change that, mm-hmm. and you have to adapt to a time of singleness. Like there have been. Like, we're recording this in my apartment right now, yeah. right? And this is the place I moved into after uh, this breakup happened. But it was really difficult. Like, you're so used to being around somebody. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, I almost <laughs> want to talk about this. It's like, it's a whole nother thing on relationships and stuff. But you can become so comfortable with just someone's presence there that you don't spend actual time with them. Yeah. That they are just a presence. They're just a body there. In the, in the vicinity. Right. And it's like, you don't even have to say anything to them or whatever. Like you just kind of know they're there and yeah. it's just, it's a comfort for you. But, and so then now me coming out of that and now being in an apartment by myself, it's, it's really weird at the beginning. It's like, man, I'm so lonely. And then like you start searching for things. And so, you know, that's going to be one of our points later. We'll talk about that a little bit about like, what are you supposed to be seeking when you're single and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But so we both have experience with this, which is why we thought it was a good topic to talk about and a lot of I mean gosh Michael Todd has a whole series uh, sermon series on relationship goals and it's his most viewed oh my god his most viewed sermon series so good it's like like four and a half almost five million views on relationship goals and and he has a whole sermon on uh singleness so shout out Michael Todd if you know if you want to listen to a whole uh, someone who can preach this better than we can then go listen to Michael Todd on, mm-hmm. and just go to YouTube, do a little search. Uh, Michael Todd relationship goals. It'll be the first thing that comes up. I'm like, yep. just pause the podcast all. and don't even listen yep. anymore. Just like, go listen, go to, listen to that right now, and then come back and finish later. <laughs> and then come finish. It. <laughs> so, um, so let's dive into some scripture here. Um, 
We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 7 through 9. Uh, and it's, this is Paul talking here. And he says, I wish that all of you were as I am, a.k.a. single, <laughs> by myself, alone. But each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to, to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a lo- there's some loaded couple of verses there, right? So Paul, you know, in the Bible, Paul wrote First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, a third of the New Testament, and he was unmarried this entire time he's writing all of this. And this is why he's saying here, like, you, I wish that you could be like me. Right, because Paul, he didn't have a quote-unquote, I won't, I don't want to say burden, but he did, he probably viewed it as that way. I mean, he probably did. He's like, I don't have any burdens on me. Like, I can travel. I I'm can preach. I'm not tied down. <laughs> yeah. So Paul's like, you know, I can go. I can do whatever I want. Like, I can spread the gospel. I can travel to wherever I want to, wherever the Spirit takes me. Like, I'm just. He was just solely focused on God and spreading the good news. Mm-hmm. And realistically, today, I don't know if that's the case for a lot of people. Maybe there are people out there that, you know, you're like, like, yeah, that's probably me. Like, I need to stay single. I need to stay unmarried because of the purpose God has on my life. Mm-hmm. If, like, that might be, this is a challenging concept because it might be the, the calling on your life is so great that, like, you need to stay unmarried, right? It's a challenging thing to think about because I think so many times nowadays we're like well i want to do it with somebody else if it if it is in ministry if it is going into ministry it's like i i need somebody else to help me support me mm-hmm. when i struggle to to help pick me up to to further me in my mm-hmm. faith so i don't i really don't know of any like pastor today i, I know of one perry noble mm-hmm. he uh he's he's single i think he's been divorced but he's unmarried right now mm-hmm. and maybe that's a calling on his life i don't know don't know the guy personally but um I love what Paul says here, and it says, but each of you has your own gift from God. Yep. Right? Okay. Singleness is a gift. Yes, and That's kind of like the first, the first stinger, right? Singleness is a gift. A lot of people don't view it like that. A relationship is also a gift. Right. But so is singleness. Right. I think it's, I think it's so viewed as the opposite of like, well, I'm single. This is a curse, right? Oh, I'm yeah, cursed. Yeah, yeah. I'm cursed. It's a, I'm single. I, yeah, I just won't ever be married or whatever. It's like, no, it's a gift. Like, maybe there's something you're supposed to be doing that, you know, God has called you to, that you're single in this time for a reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, really, like, case in point for me, right? For this, even, like, with Lillian, who is my ex, right? She was actually on the podcast before, so, like... Shouts out, Lily. <laughs> she's probably listening to this, so... like Don't yes. crash. Yeah, <laughs> keep your eyes on the road. No, like, she was the one that I was in the five-year relationship with, right? And it's amazing, like, how we've both grown during mm-hmm. that time because I talk to her all the time now. Mm-hmm. And maybe something could happen with that, maybe not. But the point is, is that... <laughs> the point is, is that, like, what, what we... The gift of singleness that we were both given at the same time Right, it was such a gift because I've grown so much in my relationship with God. Like mm-hmm. being able to spend every single night reading as much as I want to, or like yeah, listening to yeah. YouTube sermons as much as I want to, and like it's been a gift. And it took me a good half of six months probably before I realized that, like, hey, this is a time for me to 
buckle down and, and mm-hmm. really get serious about becoming a pastor and doing everything I can now to, to do this. So, and, and seeing how much she, seeing how much she has grown too and her faith, like a complete 180, just, you know, like she just sent me a text earlier about a little illustration of Amen. her preaching. It Amen. was, it was powerful. I was like, Amen. Oh my God, this woman is preaching. So again, it's a gift and every good and perfect gift comes from above, mm-hmm. right? That's somewhere in the Bible too. I don't know. I'm not going to try to tell you where it is. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's a gift. Singleness is a gift. Yep. So easy. What's your experience with being single and so having it as a gift? I have been in a relationship. I want to say it started in 2014, 2015. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And technically, technically we had dated for three years, but we were so on and off that it kind of felt like, I mean, rather we had been on and off with each other for three years, but we were like dating each other for about two, yeah, two years. But there was like six months in between each breakup that we just kind of like weren't really wanting to see each other. But like. I don't know, man. Like when, when the very first broke breakup happened, like those six months were so hard for me because mm. I was so accustomed to like going to dinner with her, right? Going out to eat with her, and this was back then too. So like I would go out to drink with her, right? I would go out and party with her. So like I wasn't partying anymore for those six months, and I wasn't drinking anymore. Because, like, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, that was a gift that I ignored, you know, like, in that time of singleness. But something in me was just, like, wanting to, like, try to save the relationship. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. we decided to mm-hmm. try it again. And then, you know, I messed it up and made mistakes. And um, it just didn't, it weren't, didn't work out again. And then that she had told me about mistakes and things that she had messed up before, like in the very first four months of our relationship. And I was just like, man, here I thought I was the real bad one. Like, <laughs> not trying to point fingers here, but. You're like, that, you, yeah. you, you were worse. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but. So I don't know if she's listening. But anyways, like, no. And if she is listening, like, no, no hate. Yeah. You know, this is just speaking out of experience. Yeah. But yeah, and so, and then, I tell you, man, it is so funny. So, in this time of singleness, and like, I mean, we technically became single around the same time. Yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of really when our friendship, like, took off. Took off, like, took off, <laughs> and took now off. now this has started and everything else. Yeah. Because of like, we had always been good friends before. Yeah, but not like we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, after that last breakup with her i was like i can't be in a relationship with anybody Mm. for a while because like i'm just not ready and i laughed really hard about this because my my dad said he went through the same thing Hmm. and i'm like oh no (laughs) of course that's the case i won't be getting married to like 33 (laughs) which i'm okay with but but anyways you know my last relationship with my ex or you know it just got so toxic Mm. And so bad. And so being single was like almost a detox for it all. And I remember telling her and I was like, listen, I don't 
want you to take my advice, but like if you can just hear it. You know, I'm not perfect. I know you're not perfect. I don't want your advice. And I know you don't want my advice, yeah. but like I'm saying this for the sake of both of us. I'm saying it also to hear it from my own mouth, you know? And I was like, you know what? You need, you and I, we both need to just like be single, not try to date anybody, not trying to flirt with anybody. Like if you go get coffee with somebody, it, let it only be as like friends, right. you know, don't let there be an underlying motive mm -hmm. of like putting yourself out there and trying to get into the next relationship. Exactly. And uh, my ex is kind of one of those people that she's been ever since she started relationships, like being in relationships, yeah. she's kind of always been in one. So she's never yeah, really yeah, learned yeah. how to just be on her own. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say being on your own when you're in middle school because you're you're just the kid. It's very different. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're single now, embrace it. Exactly. Embrace it because it has been probably one of the biggest blessings in my life to be single. Like, I learned how to really, really dive deep and tithe and what that mm, means. Yeah. To tithe and. And to hear God's voice in that in the moment of singleness, right? You know, like I've been able to understand what it is to discern feelings that I get, you know, mm. from the Holy Spirit yeah. or or words that I hear from from God or something like that when He speaks to us, um, or even messages. You know, I'm able to dissect them in a whole different light because when I was in a relationship, my judgment was clouded by that other person. Whereas being single, kind of just me. Yeah. So when I think thoughts out loud, it kind of bounces off the wall and comes back at me, hmm. you know, hmm. versus falling onto somebody else and it being absorbed. Right. You know, I so kind of. Now you have kind of like a self uh, judging like criteria. Exactly. You have a, exactly. You have, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the word, but. But, and so. Um, one of the biggest things that Noah and I did being when we were like started this year, 2018. Mm. Oh, so what year are we in? 2019. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> the time goes so fast. When we started this year, 2019, we were like, okay, we're going to, we're starting the year single. So we're going to start it right. And we did a 21 day Daniels fast. Yep. Man. Oh man. That was one of the most important things we've ever done. But, Hands um, down. honestly, probably one of the most defining points of my life. Yeah, so really far. seriously. And so what the story I want to share is like, and I've been talking for a little bit, but like the story I want to share is like last night I got a text from my ex. Okay. Rather not a text, but like, um, a DM. I had yeah, honestly yeah. been off social media, but then last night our buddy Matt, going to throw him under the bus for a sec. <laughs> we were supposed to do a uh, social media cleanse and homeboy has been on social media yeah. kind of nonstop. So... I found that out, and uh, so I just downloaded the app again, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I got on. You got back on. You did a week of it, so. Yeah, you know. technically. <laughs> and so I got on, and I guess my ex saw that I was, like, active hmm. on there. And she, like, sent me a message, and she was just like, oh, uh, like, I got, I'm drunk. I'm hung out. Like, I'm out at this, like. It's party or whatever she was like message. and i feel really sad and just oh, want dear. to have someone to talk to and last <sighs> night so this is sunday morning or yeah technically sunday morning it's like 12 <laughs> it's in the late. morning yeah um 12 a.m and i get back i just got back home from doing a show because i had a show last mm -hmm. last night um 
and I got home really late. And as I'm home really late, like I get that message from her and I'm like, well, she wants to talk. Like, I don't mind like trying to like help you out. But like, she just kept kind of like saying she's sad. And I would ask why. And she was like, well, I don't want to tell you over this. Oh, I want And then, uh-huh. and then she had like, <laughs> I guess the guts to ask me if I can go pick her up. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, and I'm thinking to myself, if she drove, I'll go pick her up because that's just dangerous. Yeah, of course. You, but at the yeah. same time, the tough love in me was like, mm. just call a lift. It's yeah. like, I know you make good money. Yeah. yeah. I know you have the money for a, a lift. Like 30 bucks ain't nothing. But so, and I know, man. I, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just thinking of something. Go ahead. And so I'm sitting there last night and I'm just like, if I go pick her up, it's going to set motions, emotions that like yep. were buried. Yep. Things are going to come back up. Exactly. And I remember, and as I was sitting there giving her like some advice of like what to do, I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, like, thank you for keeping me single mm. and for keeping me mm-hmm. like away mm-hmm. from those environments because like seeing her and her brokenness as she sat there with all of her quote unquote friends. Yeah. And then the guy that she had been like trying to see or like and is like rejected in a way. And it's like, yo, I don't deal with that anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm in a, I'm dealing with new things, different things. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with it, what it means to just be me and what that is. So that's last night is when I had that revelation of like, oh, I'm still not, and this is tying into the next thing. I'm still, or coming into the next thing, I'm still not the person I want to be. Right. But I'm far from the person I used to be. Exactly, exactly. You know? Like, I remember the person I was when I was dating her, and I I literally looked at myself in the mirror one day, and I was like, this is not you, Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Like, you are not this type of a guy. You are not a guy that, like, you know, uh, talks bad about women or something like that, or like, you know, you're not the type of guy to, you know, be in a relationship and, and watch pornography as mm. you're in that relationship. Yeah. You're not that type of a guy, Easy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just sat there and I was like, man, something is wrong with me. And that's when I was like, you know what? I got I to gotta commit to myself that I'm going to stay single because there's a reward at the end of the yep. finish line of being single. And that's what we want to tell you guys today for all you single people out there is it's worth it. It is so worth <laughs> it's it. So worth it. It's hard. And it's so it's hard. It's really hard. Because you have, the, I mean, I'm sure you have those urges where you're sitting here alone in your apartment and you're like, I mean, I could just invite a friend over. Right. And Netflix and chill. Exactly. <laughs> you know? When you were talking, you made me think like this kind of, this kind of point that when you're single, and especially if, if you've come out of a relationship, I mean, I mean, especially if one of one that's been sexual, right? Mm-hmm. If you come out of that relationship, the devil's going to attack you hard. Oh. He's going to hit you so hard. Yes. He's going to hit you where you, where he knows you're vulnerable exactly. too. Exactly. He's going to start planting thoughts in your mind. He's going to start making you scroll through stuff on the internet or on social media. Like he knows where to hit you. Mm-hmm. And this is why, this is why it's <laughs> been talking about this recently with a friend. Yeah. That's why it's so, it's so, so important to put on the full armor of God. This is why it's so, so important. When you are single, especially. Thank you, Lillian. To, <laughs> that's exactly what I've been talking to you about. It. 
Like, it is so important to put on the full armor of God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need to read these to you real quick so you know what to do. Um, give me two seconds. Um, easy, tell us a story real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but, but seriously, guys, like, being single is such a gift. Just as Noah has stated, as we have said, it's so amazing to be single. And people don't see that. People think that when you're single, it's kind of, you're in the pits. Yeah. But. Well, and this is just such an important time for you to grow in your relationship with God. Exactly. We said that before. Like, this is, this is where he will do so much good work in you. Like, he will do the deep work. He will begin to. Like even expose things in you from a previous relationship that you didn't know you still had. Mm-hmm. To he will get those things out of you, and it, mm-hmm. it hurts and it sucks and it's not comfortable. But he will get those things out of you in order to give you, like God will give you a no right now to lead, to lead you to a greater yes. And, and even if I was the person who I just named that yep. passed Ezekiel, mm-hmm. I know I'm not, but I accept that that's who I was. Right. And that whole first step of being single, of accepting who I was, that is where that... That's so important. That, that is you, where that foundation is in, where it's like, yeah. okay, now that I know who I, who I was, and I don't want to be that, God, how can I strive to be the person not only that you want me to be, but also the person that I want to be? Exactly. And that... I'm just going to go off this next point, too, like that, or last one, but... Um, like a, a kind of little hint for you if you're single, be the person you're looking for is looking for. And what does I, that mean, Noah? <laughs> it sounds confusing, right? Um, be the person you're looking for is looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm a guy looking for a wife, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try for to a be the wife. Per- <laughs> wife. I'm going to try to be the kind of person that she's looking for. Ah, that's what you mean. Yeah. Mm. So if you're looking for a spouse, if you're looking for a husband or wife, like be the kind of person that they're looking for. Not to, again, not don't get this twisted. Don't conform to what they want, but be the person that God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a filter. When you are becoming the person who God has called you to be, the type of person that with the purpose on your life that he's put on you, right? You'll begin to, to have a filter now to say, I don't want that type of person. I don't want that type of person. Yep. I cannot have that type of person. Yep. I cannot have this type of person. Yeah. And now when you start to say, okay, I know my wife, she's going to be a great Christian led woman. She's going to be a leader. She's going to help me grow the church. She's going to, she's going to do these things. Now, what do I need to do? What do I need to be for her? Right. I want to be a good Christian husband. I want to be a a leader. I want to be like the, just a great dad. I want to be, you know, someone that is supportive of her, that gives her time, whatever it is. Like you can understand those things and you can now say, um, like, I'm going to work towards becoming that. Yeah. And here's just a helpful tip, too, for all you younger single I got, people. I got another one, too. Um, don't go in a relationship just to go into a relationship. Yes. Don't just get in one just to be in one. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Going into a relationship to experience it. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, for example, I, uh, I know he's probably going to be listening, and I don't want to put him on blast, but... My younger brother, Eli, sure. <laughs> has never yeah. been in a relationship. Mm. And so now that he's going to be going to college and like Opportunities. He's, he's been talking about it, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping they open a Hillsong Tucson out there because like mm-hmm. there's a lot of young, attractive girls that go there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was thinking about it 
when we were trying to, you know, basically come up on topics, things to talk about this. Yep. And I was like, you know what? That is, that is important too. Like for my brother to understand that, yeah, it's okay to like your first relationship, just to get into it, get your toes in the water and stuff like that. But like anytime you get into a relationship, especially if you're like more around our age, 24, 27, yeah. around that age. Late 20s. Yeah. So. Like don't just go into a relationship just to go into one. Like go into a relationship kind of like planning that, okay, is this, you know, my wife or is this my husband? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be can selective. I, can I see yeah. them being the person I want to be with for the rest of my life? Right. So, yeah, be selective when you're single. Don't mm-hmm. just date anybody. Be selective. Like, is this person going to really be the person I, I need or mm-hmm. I am looking for kind of thing? Um, another little tip before I go back into the full armor of God. Uh, men. Listen up. S- specifically, men. Pray for your wife right now. Pray for her right now. I don't care if you know who she is. I don't care if, you ha- if you've been single for years. Pray for your wife right now. She yep. will thank you so much in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, women, do the same thing. Pray for your husband right now. Well, here's a funny thing about women and men. Go, okay, go ahead. Like, <laughs> women have more of like already, they already know who it is. Right. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, just bottom line, they're just like, yeah. He's the one. Men are just like, oh. And men are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) That's why it's so important for us to pray about that. And Mm -hmm. women, be faithful. That that if that's the one you want, that that, that'll be it, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me go back into this. We talked about the full armor of God. So you're single, right? And the devil's going to be attacking you. You have to have armor on against his attacks because he... I guarantee you, Just he will. Just experienced this, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I, I guarantee you, he's going to come at you. Yep. Consistently. And hard. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. So, the full armor of God is in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses um, 10 through... We're going to go through 8. Because it's that... Or, sorry, 18. 10 through 18. Uh, so this is what it says, Ephesians 6, uh, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Okay, that, that should be enough to begin with. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we, we're setting it up. We're putting it on so that we can stand against his attacks. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, mm. and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly, heavenly realms. That's a whole other topic about why is there evil in the heavenly realms. <laughs> but, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Mm. Stand firm then with, okay, here we go, the belt of truth buckled around your waist, Mm-hmm. with the breastplate of righteousness in place mm-hmm. and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert 
and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Real quick, read the read the the shoes part, the fitted. I love that part. Uh, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Okay. Okay. So it's foot gear. Okay. Let's take each of these. My my Bible, Life Application Bible, has each of these listed out and what they what the application is. And I love this. Mm-hmm. So the belt of truth, right? Your belt, the kind of thing that ties things together. Um, it's used for truth. So Satan fights with lies, and sometimes his lies sound like truth. Mm-hmm. But only believers have God's truth, which can defeat Satan's lies. Okay. So when the devil starts coming at you and says you're not good enough for this person, you're not good enough for that person, that's a lie. Go it, listen to Stephen Chandler real quick. Yep. <laughs> Good message on that. If, if the devil's talking, he's lying. Next, the breastplate of righteousness. Okay? The devil often attacks where? Our part. The, devil, heart. the devil attacks our heart. Why? Because that's where emotions are. That's where our feelings are. That's where, this is where the word of God is supposed to be stored up. And so he's going to attack that place. Okay? It's the seat of our emotions, self-worth, and trust. God's righteousness is the breastplate that protects our head and uh, our head and ensures His approval. He approves of us because He loves us and t- sent His Son Jesus to die for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you gotta have that breastplate on, protect your heart, let God sit on that throne. Next is the footgear, which is the readiness to spread the good news. Always, always ready at a moment's notice to do this. And then Satan wants us to think that telling others the good news is a worthless and hopeless task, that the size is, is too big and we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the negative responses are too hard to handle. Um, but the footgear God gives us is a motivation to continue to proclaim the true peace that is available in God and news that everyone needs to hear. Right? This is not necessarily for singleness, but still being able in a moment's notice to Here's my kind of thing with, with this foot gear. It's like being ready to, if you are dating someone and they're just like, yeah, I'm not really into church. And, you're, and you are at church, gone. Like you just ready, readiness to go. Uh, <laughs> like, there's also another scripture saying. You have to be not, yoked equally. Do not be unevenly yoked. Yep. Next, the shield of faith. So what we see are Satan's attacks in the forms of insults, setbacks, and temptations. Mm-hmm. That's what we see. But the shield of faith protects us uh, from Satan's flaming arrows, right? Think about, like, in a battle. Like, if you've ever seen Game of Thrones or any sort of, yeah. like, <laughs> great show. Ooh, any, ooh. like, medieval time where it's, like, bows and arrows against shields, right? They have the shields because the arrows stick in those and not in the people. Mm-hmm. And here's, I love this kind of illustration I thought about the other day. When you have a bunch of people together... And there's an, a really important person carrying a really important like ladder to a wall or something. What do all the individuals do? They take all of their shields and put them together and make a giant shield. This is important for the church. Mm. So individually, we have our own shields to guard against uh, the own things that are coming against us. But as a collective body of believers, we have to then at times come, come together. together yep. Because there's something so valuable. Yep. That is is crucial to the task at hand. Yeah. That you have to guard that and, specific thing. And, and this is this is for the guys, girls. It's it's the same thing too. Um, but I'm a guy, so I'm speaking from a guy's perspective. Words perspective perspective. And uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we don't unedit these. Yeah, like, we just it's, keep them raw. It's real. It's funny. <laughs> um, anyways, so like for me, it's so important as a guy. To surround myself with other single guys. Absolutely. 
Like, yep. there's just a different connection that you make with mm. another guy that's single that like has kind of been through the same thing. And it is so important. Yeah. You could have, I mean, we have a, a friend that is in a relationship or is married, you mm-hmm. know, Talking about Casey, uh, Casey, as well as Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're good. We're good friends with them as well. I mean, we're not saying either friend or be- is better or not, but like, sure. There's just this kind of like unspoken truth with the other single guy. Yeah, that it's like you know. I feel you, man. Yep. I know exactly Been what right you're going there with through. You. <laughs> yeah, getting that text from your ex, and you're like getting uh, raunch pics or something. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, what do I do? Again, temptation. And you know what? Have that Thank shield. you so much to the person that sent me that scripture. You know, mm. she know who she is. She's probably driving to work <laughs> and <laughs> she's probably shaking her head right now and laughing and Saying, smiling. Yes, yes. And she's probably like, you guys are funny. Yeah. We're talking about you. Yeah. Um, I love this next part too, with a shield of faith, with God's perspective, <laughs> with God's perspective, whose perspective, God's perspective. Where is God? Above, Above everything, everything else. Okay. With God's perspective, we can see beyond our circumstances and know that ultimate victory is ours. Right? This is, this is how I fight my battles. I, we, we fight from victory. We don't fight from what we see. We fight from victory. What was her post? That she's going to church and she sees red. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh... And then I check it again, and the red's getting smaller. And then I check it again, and the red's Let, getting smaller. I'll steal that real quick for you. So <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. She, uh, she, Lillian came up with this great illustration about um, like she was she was stuck in traffic, right? And there was this giant red line. If you ever use Google Maps, you know what we're talking about. There's this like giant red ahead of her, and she said, but in that moment, she zoomed out a little bit, and the red got smaller, mm-hmm. and then there started to become blue around it. And then she zoomed out a little bit more, and now there's more and more blue. And then she zoomed out like all the way, and the red completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. And she said, "This is like God's perspective. Yeah, we see the immediate red. We see it as a giant battle in front of us. We zoom out, we don't see any of that because that's God's perspective. God says that's just a little tiny piece. Like, don't even worry about that. Yeah, like that's, that's you don't even have to worry about that. Like, God sees the end." And the beginning, because he is the beginning and the end. Of your he, destination. Right. When he you knows, think you're in a red rut, and that could be your singleness. Yep. You just exactly. got to know that. You got to zoom out for a second and say, this is not my final destination. Exactly. It's not your final destination. And you know what? When Here's another analogy I have. When you're sitting in traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in the red yeah. in traffic. You're stuck. What do you usually, what do, you usually do besides listen to music or mm. listen to us? <laughs> if <you're, yeah. laughs> what do you do you just think right yep. and you, what do you think about like really depends on who you are whatever you're exactly yeah. for me it's when i most think of like i don't want to say i'm always that person of trying to improve who i am sure. but like i'll think about my ex and i'll think about the mm, relationship mm. and i'll think about not only that but like the future and be like how do i get to being the person I want to be. Now. Right. Mm, how do I, how do I progress? Mm-hmm. And like use that moment to your advantage. Yeah. Mm. That red is obviously in your life <laughs> yeah. for a moment. So you could stop, smell the roses, slow down, understand where you are. Like 
Because sometimes you ever driven to work, Noah, and just kind of forgot you drove to work? Right. You just You're like, there, wait, like, how did I how get did here? I get here? Yep. It's so automatic. It's just because you don't pay it. Yep. You, yeah, it becomes so routine. And like, that's what we end up treating our journey in faith. It's like, it's just a routine. Yeah. And then that's why God puts those reds in our lives, those red moments, that traffic in our life to say, hold on, hold on. See how much you've grown. Mm, yeah. And, and you don't, you don't want to take that into account. Like, yeah, you're in, you're in the middle of traffic, but look at where you've come. Yeah, look how even far though it's, you've gone. Even though it's inch by inch by inch. It's growth. By inch. Nonetheless. You are growing. How does a plant grow? Inch by inch. Inch by freaking inch. <laughs> oh, man. I love this, too. Like, if you, if you do find yourself caught in this red zone, even if it's, like, literally in traffic, if you're sitting right now and you're stuck and bumping or bumper, like, Rather than complaining and honking your horn, that's not going to do anything. Maybe take a second to say, you know what, God, thank you for giving me time. Uh Thank you for giving Uh me this time to spend with you, Uh God. Thank you for letting me worship you, God. Like listening to the rest of this song, to listening to the rest of this podcast, this episode or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like shift your perspective, shift Mm -hmm. your focus to rather than saying, oh, my God, I'm going to be there late now saying, well, I'm going to be there late. But you know what, God, I got a chance to to." Because worship more whatever. Isn't, isn't it funny how like when we when we drive somewhere and like say you're listening to a podcast and you're really liking it it always kind of seems like when you're really liking it is when you get there really you get quickly. there really quickly and you're like oh man i could if i could just sit in here for like 20 oh, more minutes goodness. or like for me personally it's always worship so yeah, if i can yeah. like sit in the car and just be like oh if I, I just want to listen to the rest of this song just and let then it finish out. And just minutes. let it finish it. It's two minutes. Like I know I'll be late, but like <laughs> I just want to finish this. Why is it that whenever we're like on the go is when mm-hmm. we try to slow things down ourselves? It doesn't. But work. then when it's slowed down for us, we're like, "What the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so interesting, right? So counterintuitive. This is a singleness podcast, guys, if we're talking about traffic. But hey, (laughs) we'll use everything, right? (laughs) All right. A couple more things here with the armor of God. The helmet of salvation, right? Satan wants to make us doubt God, Mm -hmm. Jesus, and our salvation. The helmet protects our minds from doubting God's saving work for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And lastly, the sword, which is the word of God. The sword is the only offensive weapon in this Mm -hmm. list of armor. The only offensive weapon. There are times when we, when we need to take the offensive against Satan. Like There are times when you are single that he will come at you and you need to go back into the word of God and say, look, devil, no, this is what God said about me. Mm-hmm. Like This is not what, th- this is incorrect what you are saying. Mm-hmm. What God has said mm-hmm. is correct. Mm-hmm. And when we are tempted, we need to trust in the truth of God's word. Right? Tempted. Eef. Go beyond singleness for a second. Like Tempted in whatever way, for greed, yeah. for for, yeah. for personal gain, whatever it might be, like you have to trust the truth of God's word. That is like that is the saving grace, honestly, for a lot of singleness times and troubles, and just like being able to to go back to Scripture and say, "Well, God, you you made Eve for Adam, and you made Adam for mm. Eve. So, God, I'm I'm betting that you're going to make someone for me too. That you made someone perfect for me as well." Yeah. So, ah, oh, man. <sighs> That that took a long. <laughs> that was a long kind of. I didn't think it'd be this turn. long, but. But that I mean, it's so funny how you, we can relate singleness to being stuck in traffic, <laughs> you know, and that's just that's the beauty of, of the wisdom of God and God's word and illustrations and mm. 
that kind of wisdom. Well, so. Jesus spoke in illustrations. Sure did. Parables. Not only that, but like God would also speak to some of the prophets in illustrations. Yeah. So. So don't dismiss anything that you might see. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, just real quick to to kind of wrap things up. Kind of key three key takeaways here for you guys. Um, thank God for your time of singleness. Amen. Like thank Him for it. Amen. Not only that, thank him for your wife. Thank him for your husband that you don't even know yet. Like, that you don't have yet. Yep. Pray for them. Thank God for them. Thank God that... The, thank God for the kids that you'll probably have. <laughs> for the house. Like, for the house that you'll like, have. Like, just start declaring that stuff. Oh, it's yeah. powerful. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You'll be surprised what you see happen. Mm-hmm. And number two, do all you can now to grow closer to God. Even if it's inch by inch. Inch by inch. If you are progressing and whatever area and you don't see much progress but it's let's say you had alcohol problems right mm-hmm. you just drank mm-hmm. every single night well now you only drink four times a night or five times that is a small or five, five times a week whatever it is that's an inch you're win. progressing mm-hmm. right it's not nothing so and again be the person you're looking for is looking for like like strive to be that person if you want to be a great husband like then look for that in mm-hmm. that person and this next point is going to sound a little selfish for everybody, but it's it's so important. It's very important. And that is to use your singleness time to set your standards. Yep. And not just in a relationship. Right. Not just in a relationship, but for friendships even. Yes. Oh, that's so true. For I mean, we, friendships even. We've been talking about relationships specifically, but relationships beyond like like intimate beyond intimate yeah beyond those like friendships and, and co-workers and family like all those things mm-hmm. very very much the same be thing. very selective because yeah. the people you surround yourself with it's like that saying who your friends are is who you are exactly you know so don't mm. you don't want to be friends with people that are you know uh what is the word like cutting back your process right who are holding or even holding you back? You don't want flat. You don't forward. want flat tire friends. No, <laughs> you want aired up tires. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, that's funny. You want flat tire friends? <laughs> flat tire friends. I like that one. If you even have just one flat tire friend, get out of your car, replace you that got, tire, I mean, and get yourself a new friend. <laughs> All the way back to traffic. I love it. I love it. So, well, we're going to wrap it up for today. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. But before we do end, we always like to offer a prayer of salvation. And again, thank God for this time in your life of, mm-hmm. of being single and, and growing closer to him. So, But maybe you're saying that, hey, I don't really have that full relationship with Jesus yet. I need to grow closer to him. I want to start that. I want to get into that relationship. That's yep. the relationship I want to get into. Oh, yeah. Go back into Jesus kind of thing. The best so, relationship. Yes, sir. So the Bible says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Amen. And is guaranteed. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer and Easy's going to repeat after me. And if you want to repeat this and say this with us, we would encourage you to do so. So we are going to say together, dear God, dear God, I am a sinner. I am a sinner in need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe that Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. Is your son and is Lord of all. And is Lord of all. And I believe He died for me. And I believe He died for me. And He rose from the dead. And He rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. And this is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. Amen. Amen. All right. Celebrating with you all if you made that decision for the first time or you made a rededication, we are celebrating with you. Clap your hands if you're single.
<laughs> so, all right, guys, that's gonna do it for us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you made that decision, send us an email: connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us in those DMs at Connection Podcast on that Insta. Amen. All right, guys, have a fantastic week. We love you all. Stay single out there. Get it? <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>